Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Ace. This is Fantasize Football. We are back once again, bringing y'all some more fantasy football content for the 2021 fantasy football season. And I'm here today to bring y'all my must-add players, my favorite waiver wire targets for week 15 of the fantasy football season. Just like that. Boom. Regular season, fantasy football regular season, it's behind us with week 14 in the books, and it's time to move on to the fantasy football playoffs. But before we get into the main event, the meat and potatoes, I did want to give a quick shout out to each and every one of y'all that come by on a weekly basis, showing your boys some love and support. I really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. If you're new to the channel, welcome. I do hope you enjoyed today's video. I do hope you find it helpful. If you do at any point, make sure that you leave a like, drop a comment, and subscribe to the channel. Help me reach my goal of 500 subscribers on YouTube by the end of the fantasy football season. I would appreciate any and all help reaching that goal. But like I alluded to, right, we are here. The first week of the fantasy football playoffs crept up on us a little bit, but we made it, right? And if you're here, I'm assuming you're in the playoffs. So I'm here with the main slate, right? We got the quarterbacks through tight end, DST stream of the week. And then I got some players for y'all in deeper leagues that are widely, widely available. And honestly, even if you're not in a deeper league, stick around to the end of the video. Some of these players that I'm going to talk about in the deeper sleepers portion are players that you may want to keep an eye on yourself. But we got a lot to talk about today. So without further ado, let's kick it off with the quarterbacks. Now, the first player I want to talk about is my boy of my Miami Dolphins, Tua Tungavailoa, currently rostered in 38.1% of leagues. Now, Two is coming off of a bye here, right? So he's fresh, he's ready to go, and he's got a matchup here, a divisional matchup against the Jets. Now, if we go back to week 11, when Tua played the Jets the last time, he had over 270 yards and two touchdowns. Now, I like Tua not only this week, but for the entirety of playoffs. He has a good playoff schedule going up against the Jets, New Orleans, and Tennessee, all of which are in the bottom half of the league in terms of passing defense. Now, if you look a little deeper into what Tua has done this season, all of his bad matchups have come against New England, Buffalo twice, and Carolina. Those are the top three defenses against the pass this season. So more often than not, when he's had a matchup against any defense that just hasn't been one of the three best in the league against the pass, he has been good. The one exception was that matchup against Baltimore, but other than that, four out of five games, he has been at least serviceable at the quarterback position. So if you need help, you're in a pinch here. I think two is your best option that's available in under 50% of ESPN leagues right now. But if you're not feeling Tua, I would be looking at Justin Fields. Now this one, I, I haven't been verbal about it, but I'm not, I, I haven't been feeling Justin Fields so much as like an actual quarterback this, thus far. I don't think it's so much his fault. Not a big naggy guy over here. Not a huge naggy guy. I'll know how I feel about Allen Robinson. So let's just let's leave that behind us though. But Justin Fields has been great for fantasy as of recently, for the most part at least. I don't know if I mentioned this or not. He's currently rostered in 15.8% of leagues, so he is widely, widely available. He's had over 295 yards, 295 total yards, and two touchdowns in two of his last three games. And what we love so much about Justin Fields is the same thing we love about players like Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, etc., etc. He has that rushing upside. Over these last four games, he's averaging 64 rushing yards per game. And again, just like I said with Tua, I love the playoff schedule here. He goes up against Minnesota, then he gets Seattle and the Giants. All great matchups for the quarterback position. But I do want to briefly touch on this week against Minnesota because this is a great, great matchup. Minnesota has allowed 290 or more yards and three touchdowns to the quarterback position in three of their last 
four, not five, three of their last four games, they've allowed 290 or more yards in three touchdowns to position. And now, this is a very small sample size, what I'm about to say. So take this with a grain of salt. But in the two matchups they've had against rushing quarterbacks, dual threat quarterbacks, and Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson this season, they have allowed over 389 yards and three touchdowns. In the case of Kyler Murray, Kyler had over 400 yards and four touchdowns against them earlier this season. So based on how Justin Fields has been playing, based on how Minnesota's uh, defense has has performed against quarterbacks recently, and then especially even just like kind of the icing on the cake, albeit a very small sample size, their history against rushing dual threat quarterbacks this season, I like Justin Fields a lot here in week 15. Now, moving on from quarterback, moving over to running back in the main event of the week, the big poster boy, the thumbnail man himself, Rashad Penny of the Seattle Seahawks, currently rostered in 8.5% of leagues, 8.6% of leagues. Now, I talked about Rashad Penny a bit last week, but he had an absolute breakout game here against Houston in week 14. He had 16 carries for 137 yards, found the end zone twice. He also added in one target, caught the ball for one yard as well. But what we really like to see is the work on the ground, the workload here for Rashad Penny. He outtouched Alex Collins and DJ Dallas, 17 to 10. He outsnapped them 35 to 20. He was on the field quite frequently, and I expect that to continue to be the case. And it's not only just because of how well Rashad Penny performed, but it's based on what the Seahawks have invested in Rashad Penny versus Alex Collins and DJ Dallas. Don't forget, the Seahawks have a first-round pick invested into Rashad Penny. Alex Collins came off of uh, free agency. DJ Dallas is a late-round pick. So if he's healthy, I expect Rashad Penny to get the majority of the work moving forward. Now, he does have a, ta- uh, a tough matchup here with the Rams in week 15. So he's not necessarily a guy that I feel is a must start right here, but he's definitely, definitely a must add because of what's coming in the future after his matchup with the Rams, where he goes up against Chicago, the 10th worst team against the run, and Detroit, an excellent matchup, the 5th worst team against the run this season. I think that matchup championship week against Detroit is enough to say that Rashad Penny should be your number one priority on the waiver wire here in week 15. But if you can't get Rashad Penny, I do have another running back for y'all, and it is Dearness Johnson of the Cleveland Browns, currently rostered in 22.1% of leagues. Now, unfortunately, Kareem Hunt did suffer an ankle injury in week 14, and it's likely that he is going to have to miss time. Now, I don't think Dearness Johnson's just going to hop right into the Kareem Hunt role, but if we look at what Kareem Hunt did when himself and Nick Chubb were both healthy in weeks one through five, he was averaging about 14 touches per game, right? Now, do I think... Uh, Dearness Johnson's in for 13 to 15 plus touches a week? Probably not, but I do think it's safe to assume he's going to be somewhere in that 10 to 12 uh, touch range, more likely than not. We know the Browns love to run the ball. In in a perfect world, they're going to be running the ball. They're they're going to be a very run-heavy game script, right? Their game plan is going to be the run the ball as much as they possibly can, unless they're in a game script that calls for them to throw the ball quite frequently. Now, Dearness Johnson here. Not super uh, high on him longer term, but especially in this matchup here against Las Vegas this week, I like him a lot. Las Vegas just allowed four touchdowns, count one, two, three, four touchdowns to the running back position in 
week 14 against Kansas City. They have now allowed 100 yards or a touchdown to the running back position in 12 out of 13 games this season. I expect to see a lot of Nick Chubb, and I expect to see some Dearness Johnson as well. Even if he's only getting 10 to 12 touches, if he can find the end zone in this matchup against Las Vegas, I expect the Browns obviously know this. They know that the Raiders have struggled against the run, and they're going to try to run the ball down their throat. And I don't expect Chubb to get 35, 40 touches. So Dearness Johnson should be involved, at least for this week. I do like Dearness Johnson quite a bit. Now, moving over to wide receiver, the first player I have to talk about is another player I talked about a bit last week, and it's K.J. Osborne of the Minnesota Vikings, currently rostered in 26.5% of leagues. He had nine targets last week, week 14, without Adam Thielen. He has now in back-to-back games had seven or more targets and found the end zone. And I expect the Vikings to continue to rely on KJ Osborne moving forward as a number two option in this passing game. And when KJ Osborne has gotten volume this season, he's been very good. He's had six games with six or more targets this season. In five out of those six games, he's had 14 or more PPR points. So when KJ Osborne has been involved, he has been productive and I expect him to continue to be involved moving forward until Adam Thielen is back in the lineup. So if you need help at wide receiver, my top waiver wire priority this week would be KJ Osborne. But I do have a couple more guys for y'all. The first being Amara St. Brown of the Detroit Lions, currently rostered in 10.9% of leagues. Now, Dating back to the offseason, I've had a little thing for Amara St. Brown. I've liked Amara St. Brown. A lot of the time, I would draft him in the last round of my mock drafts, this, that, and the third. I spoke on him a little bit last week. Last week, I thought was kind of a little bit fluky, right? He had season high, career high in targets and receptions and receiving yards, scored his first touchdown. But you know what happened this week? He got 12 targets last week. He got 12 targets again this week. Now, if we look at the past two weeks, he has 24 targets, 18 catches, 159 yards, and a touchdown. And what I like about Amar Ross St. Brown, let me let me say this. Let me preface this, right? I like Amar Ross St. Brown a lot more in full PPR. And here's why. Because the Lions stink. The Lions are horrible. So they're not going to find themselves in a lot of scoring positions. So more often than not, if Amar Ross St. Brown's going to score, he's going to do it on his own. He's going to have to break one long, right? But the good news is that the Lions stink and the Lions are going to be in a lot of negative game scripts and the Lions are going to have to throw the ball a lot. And evidenced by this season as a whole, more so recently, Jared Goff gravitates towards Amara St. Brown. Amara St. Brown has been the most consistent of the Lions wide receiver group this season. And especially after these past two weeks, 12 targets this week, 12 targets last week, I think Jared Goff will continue to target him moving forward. He gets a matchup here with Arizona in week 15. This is a tough matchup, but again, it's likely to be a negative game script where Jared Goff and the Lions have to throw the ball a lot. But then after that, he gets Atlanta, pretty good matchup, but then championship week, he goes up against Seattle, who has been the worst defense against the pass this season. I like Amon Ra St. Brown a lot. I like KJ Osborne a bit more, but Amon Ra, KJ Osborne's right here. Amon Ra's like right there. I like them both a lot here in week 15. And to wrap up the wide receivers, the last player I want to talk about is Rashad Bateman, my boy of the Baltimore Ravens, currently rostered in 24.1% of leagues. Now, with Rashad Bateman, he had a breakout week. He's been pretty good for the most part since he's been back. And I believe he's been back eight games, right? But he had a breakout week last week. He hit eight targets, caught seven balls for 103 yards. And one of the big takeaways I have here is that this was with uh, Tyler Huntley. So there's a couple things here, right? If Tyler Huntley is going to be the quarterback next week, the week after, however long it takes for Lamar to get back. Hell, for all I know, Lamar could be back 
next week. But that's beside the point. If Tyler Huntley is the quarterback moving forward, clearly he has some chemistry here with Rashad Bateman already. They got some momentum going. Hopefully they can ride that. Now, even if it's Lamar, right? Rashad Bateman's had... Uh, he's had six or more targets in six out of eight games this season. So Lamar's been targeting him as well. And after seeing his breakout game, I respect Lamar, again, to also want to keep his momentum rolling. So either way you look at it, I like Rashad Bateman a lot, whether it's Huntley, whether it is Lamar Jackson. They have a matchup here, the Baltimore Ravens, that being against Green Bay in Week 15. I expect this to be a game script that calls for whoever it is, Huntley, Lamar, to throw the ball a lot. Green Bay has been on fire. Baltimore has been struggling a bit. So I like Rashad Bateman a lot here. So that wraps up the wide receiver portion. We're going to move over to tight end now. And we're looking for somebody with a pulse, right? And I got somebody with a pulse for y'all. It is Austin Hooper of the Cleveland Browns, currently rostered in 38.1% of leagues. Hooper's been on a good stretch for fantasy recently. He's had over 50 yards or a touchdown in three of the last four games. I've been saying this for a while, right? I've been saying it for weeks. Somebody needs to step up for the Cleveland Browns. And Austin Hooper seems to be stepping into a larger role. We know he is a talented player. And he's going to be getting volume or he's going to be getting, if he's going to be involved around the red zone, then that is all we can really ask for for a waiver wire tight end. If you're struggling at the tight end position, you're just looking for someone with a pulse, someone that could get a touchdown, somebody that could get you that five for 50. And I think Austin Hooper could fill that role moving forward. And now on top of that, we have Kareem Hunt out, right? I mentioned this with Dearness Johnson, and we could just see more Dearness Johnson. We could just see more Nick Chubb. Or the other kind of outcome here is that the Browns maybe rely a little bit more on the pass moving forward and that would obviously be great for Austin Hooper as well but that wraps up the main slate that wraps up all that there and I am ready for it are y'all ready for it It it's time for the DST stream of the week and listen the bye week's done so what am I doing you want to guess you want to guess where I'm going with the DST stream of the week I'll give you a few seconds Fins up, baby. We're going with Miami. Once again, I'm here once again telling you to stream the Miami Dolphins defense. And listen, they have week in and week out been rising up on the rostered percentage. They are currently rostered in 43.8% of leagues. Now, Miami has a matchup here against the Jets in week 15. Do I even need to say more? Can we just wrap it up here and move on to the deep sleepers? Listen, I'm going to say more nonetheless. But... They didn't have a great showing, fantasy-wise, against the Jets back in Week 11. But I don't care. I, I literally don't care. I don't care at all. Because when you look at the, 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 bigger, the bigger picture, the bigger picture, the frame, the frame is the last five games. The frames are the last five games for the Miami Dolphins, where they've been allowing 11 points per game. They've had eight interceptions. They've had 19 sacks. They've recovered three fumbles and they have scored two defensive touchdowns. So what we're doing is we're we're riding that hot hand to the promised land here in a matchup against the New York Jets. I love the Dolphins defense this week. If you need to stream a defense, I would absolutely be looking at the Miami Dolphins here in week 15. Now, with that out of the way, let's wrap it up with the deep sleepers. We're going to kind of power through this, make it quick, get in and out because y'all going to make your waiver claims and we got to win a Championship. We're going to start off with some quarterbacks. First being Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo of the San Francisco 49ers. Currently rostered in 14% of leagues. He's coming off good back-to-back games. He's had uh, 290 or more yards and two touchdowns in each of the past two games. The weapons 
the cast and crew are healthy and they are firing on all cylinders. Hopefully Elijah Mitchell's back. George Kittle has been phenomenal the past two weeks. Debo Samuel's been great all year. Brandon Ayuk's starting to come on. So I like Jimmy G a lot. I think you can ride him through the playoffs if you're in a pinch as well as he has Atlanta, Tennessee, and Houston for his playoff schedule. Moving on, the next player. Listen, you can't get Jimmy G. This guy is basically free. Unless you're in like a super flex or two QB league, 12 or plus teams where not everyone can roster three quarterbacks. Davis Mills is free. He's rostered in 0.9% of leagues. You want someone you can get anywhere? It's Davis Mills. He played good last week. He had over 300 yards. He's shown flashes throughout the season. He's had some big games this season. And he's going to match up here against Jacksonville. Listen. This game is going to go one of two ways, right? The final score is going to be like 9-3, to three, or it's going to be like 31-27, to 27, right? This game might be so bad that it ends up being the game of the week. So I like Davis Mills here in this matchup against the Jaguars if you're really in a desperation spot. If not, though, I like Jimmy G, anyone else that's out there. Davis Mills is a little risky, but he has shown some flashes. And if you really need help, you're really in a pinch. I don't hate starting Davis Mills here this week. But moving on, running back super, super thin this week. There's not a lot there, but one player I do want to talk about is Craig Reynolds. Craig Reynolds of the Detroit Lions currently rostered in 0.5% of leagues. DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, both missed week 14. And Craig uh, Craig Reynolds ended up stepping up and being the guy. I thought it would be Jamal Jefferson, maybe, um, I don't even know how to say his name, uh, Ignoable, I would think it is. Or, But... This Craig Reynolds cat came out of nowhere, came out of the cut, and he was pretty good. He had 13 touches, just under 100 yards, and it's uh, it's potentially no DeAndre Swift, no Jamal Williams again here in week 15, right? They were talking about DeAndre Swift as potentially being an IR candidate, right? Jamal Williams has missed some time. So if both of them have to miss time, you're in a pinch at running back. I do not hate at least going for an ad. You're getting a lead back here, going out, getting Craig Reynolds. I mean, it's the Lions, but hey, he's at least worth an ad. He was very productive on the touches he did get last week, but another running back that I do like for deeper leagues. Now, this one might be a little bit of a steal here, depending on the situation, right? It is Royce Freeman of the Houston Texans, currently rostered in 0.7% of leagues. David Johnson was out last week. Rex Burkhead got banged up. Royce Freeman saw 17 touches, right? He was abysmal on the ground. He was horrible on the ground, but he did look good in the receiving game, right? And now, if Rex Burkhead and David Johnson have to miss, if they have to miss week 15, they're playing the Jaguars. This could be like a smash plug-and-play start, especially for y'all in deeper leagues. Even if you're not in a deeper league, if David Johnson and Rex Burkhead have to miss this week, then Royce Freeman to the moon, baby. But listen, I do want to preface that if Rex Burkhead is good to go, if David Johnson is good to go, I would prioritize both of them over uh, Royce Freeman. We probably won't know that by the end of waivers, but hey, that's what I'm saying. He's at least worth an out if you're in a pinch in a deeper league. And then if David Johnson, Rex Burkhead's available, it comes out that one of them is going to be active. I would I would go ahead and quickly drop Royce Freeman, grab one of them instead. But did want to at least mention him. Moving over to wide receiver. First player I want to talk about, another player that I like a lot, Gabriel Davis of the Buffalo Bills, currently ra- uh, rostered in two and a half percent of leagues. This is another player that dating back to the offseason I liked a lot and he's finally starting to come on. Emmanuel Sanders unfortunately suffered a knee injury but Gabe Davis is now the next man up to step into that Emmanuel Sanders role. He had eight targets, five um, eight targets, five catches and a touchdown last week. He has now scored a touchdown in back-to-back weeks and here's the thing about the Bills. Even though Gabe Davis is like the third, fourth option, whatever it is, this is a very, very pass-happy team. Right, The run game has not been there for the Bills this season. So even when they're winning games, even when they're ahead, even when they're in positive game scripts, they are still throwing the ball. We're seeing a lot, a lot of Josh Allen. And this was evidence. We've seen it. 
Diggs, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Dawson Knox, all producing early on in the season. So I think there is an opportunity here. There is some a lot of upside here with Gabe Davis. We've seen it over the past two weeks, scoring a touchdown in back-to-back weeks last season. He's got a nose for the end zone. Josh Allen likes to find him around the red zone, likes to use him around the end zone, and he's a deep threat as well. So I think Gabe Davis is at least worth a speculative ad this week for week 15 if you need help at the wide receiver position. But another player I like at the wide receiver position is actually Cam Sims. Cam Sims of the Washington football team here in week 15. He is free. He is rostered in 0% of leagues. Unfortunately, Terry uh, Terry McLaurin is in the concussion protocol. Now, if Terry has to miss time, right, this is a wide open playing field for this Washington uh, pass catchers unit. You know, that their passing game, their passing attack is completely depleted with no McLaurin. Curtis Samuel has not been playing well, right? You have... Um, you have Logan Thomas out as well. J.D. McKissick has been banged up. And Cam Sims looked good last week. He only had four targets, but he had three catches for 69 nice yards and a touchdown. And you know what? That touchdown was beast. The kid's a monster. He's a big, he's a physical player, and they got a divisional matchup here against Philadelphia. So if you need help at wide receiver, I don't hate going after Cam Sims. But my favorite target, my favorite target for y'all in deeper leagues at the wide receiver position is going to be Alan Lazard of the Green Bay Packers, currently rostered in just 4.1% of leagues. Alan Lazard has had six or more targets in back-to-back games with Randall Cobb off the field. Randall Cobb is going to continue to miss time. In week 13, he was not very good, but last week he was able to capitalize on his opportunity, reeling in six balls for 75 yards and a touchdown. Now listen, I get it here with the Packers. It's the Aaron Rodgers, it's the Aaron Jones, it's the Devontae Adams show, but I think the upside is at least there for Alan Lazard moving forward. Randall Cobb has had some big games this season, and if you're in a pinch, you're in a deeper league, you're looking for a little bit of depth, someone to fill in a flex spot, whatever it may be, I do like Alan Lazard a lot, especially here this week in a matchup with Baltimore. Baltimore has allowed the second most passing yards per game this season. So I like Alan Lazard a lot. And now to wrap everything up, tight end is going to be Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett of the Seattle Seahawks currently rostered in 13.8% of leagues. He's had 60 or more yards or a touchdown in three of the last five games. He's also had six or more targets in three of the last five games. Now listen, I think he was in the doghouse a little bit this week. He only got two targets, he caught, but he caught both balls for 15 yards and a touchdown. The reason why I say he was in the doghouse is because back in week 13, he had like seven targets for like four catches, seven yards, and he fumbled twice, right? But he clearly has some chemistry here with Russell Wilson. He clearly has some level of chemistry evidenced by how involved he's been overall more often than not over these last three weeks, right? He's been involved around the red zone. He's been getting some target volume. So I do like Gerald Everett. We're just looking for a player with a pulse here in a deeper league. If you're in a pinch at tight end, Gerald Everett is widely available. You can go out and get him and hope for a touchdown or seven, eight targets, get you that four for 40 or a touchdown, whatever it may be. Don't lose you the week. Just don't, I mean, uh, might not win you the week, but he ain't going to lose you the week type of deal here with Gerald Everett. But that's it. That's all. That's all that is. That's all there is. Listen, I'm done. I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. I hope football was great. And I mean, if you're here, I'm assuming you made your fantasy playoffs. So congratulations, right? But we're done. That is the waivers. Those are my must-add players here for week 15. I do hope you guys enjoyed the video. If you did at any point or you found it helpful, make sure you leave a like, drop a comment, and subscribe to the channel. Help me reach my goal of 500 subscribers on YouTube by the end of the fantasy football season. Shares would be appreciated very much as well. Follow my socials. Links will be down in the description below. I would really appreciate that as well. But that's it. 
That's all. That is all there is. Me, my boy, we are out. We will catch you all next time. And as always, thank you, love you, peace.